as you take a seat. And I'd love you, if you've got a Bible or a phone or something, um, to turn to Mark chapter 10. Um, this weekend, we're really um, privileged to have um, Tom Heisman here with us and his wife Josie and their kids. Um, we'll meet them all uh, properly tomorrow morning. Um, but Tom is pastor of a church in Bath and has come to spend the weekend with us. Um, and he's going to be teaching us from the book of Esther, as you may have picked up if you're um, alert. Um, but what I want to do tonight is just to say, what, what, what are you expecting to happen this weekend? What, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for this weekend? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? I guess some of us are hoping that we'll have a relaxing time. Some of us are hoping that we'll have some fun, we'll build some deeper friendships. Let me just uh, make one thing clear. Um, we're not going to be having enforced fun at any point. Okay, Everything is optional. You don't have to take part when you see murder mystery on the program. Don't panic. There are only 10 people who will be characters. They already know who they are. They've got costumes. It's all okay. Um, Everybody else at the murder mystery who wants to be part of it will be part of a team helping those characters. So I just want to assure you that you're not going to be asked to do anything weird. You're not going to be embarrassed in any way. Most of you. Um, (laughs) Just the ten. Um, But I I, I want to assure you, we're going to um, we, we want to look after each other. And but what are you expecting to happen? Well, in order to answer that question, um, I want us just to look at a little thing that happened in Mark chapter ten, because Jesus asks a question to his disciples, and he says to them, "What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you?" And I want you to imagine tonight, as we sit here in this room, Jesus says to you, what do you want me to do for you? Because you have to understand that at the heart of Jesus is a servant king, one who comes to serve. Not one who makes demands of you, but first serves you. He comes to serve, not to be served. To give his life as a ransom for you. So Jesus comes and he says, what do you want me to do for you? He says that twice in Mark chapter 10. I want to show you the two times he says it because there's a wrong answer to that question and there's a right answer. Let's look at the wrong answer first. Have a look at verse um, 35 with me. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. That's a fairly bad start. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. They replied... Let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. But to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. So here's James and John. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And they say, well, we want glory. We want you to make us great. We want to fill our our ambition. We've got this plan, Jesus. If you could just do it for us, that's what we'd like. And Jesus looks at them and he says, this baptism with the baptism I'm baptized with the thing. He says, can you do that? You can imagine looking at each other going, yeah. I think they haven't got a clue what he's talking about. 
He's talking about the fact he's going to die on a cross. He's going to suffer. He's going to struggle. He's going to fight for us. He's going to die for us. And they go, yeah, I think we can do that. And Jesus says, actually, you will suffer for me once you've understood all this. But Jesus isn't about giving us giving us a worldly glory, a seat of power. So if that's what you've come to this weekend for, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong place. This is not where you get to be famous and powerful and rich and awesome. Okay, here's the right answer. This is probably my favorite. If you've been at Globe for more than three weeks, you'll have heard me say this because this is my favorite thing. Then they came to Jericho. This is verse 46. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Same question, but completely different. You see, here is a man, he's blind, he's a beggar. When he cries to Jesus for help, the crowd say, shut up, he's not interested in you, be quiet. But he calls out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. And then my two favorite words in Mark's gospel, which are, Jesus stopped. Staggering words in Mark's gospel, Jesus stopped. Remember, he's the eternal son of God who's on his way to die on a cross to save the world, to save the universe, to fulfill the eternal plan of God. What could possibly be so significant that he would stop on his way to fulfilling his mission? What could divert him from that great enterprise? A blind man who's asking for mercy. A blind man asking for mercy. And as soon as Jesus hears the cry, he stops. The crowd don't think he's worth it, but Jesus does. And tonight... If we will cry to Jesus for mercy, he is the God, he is the king who stops to listen to our little cry. And you may say, why would he be bothered with me? He was bothered with Bartimaeus. Of course he's bothered with you. And tonight, as you cry to him, he stops. And interesting, isn't it? Because when he stops, he doesn't then say, fine, you're blind, bang, there you go, off you go. He looks at the blind man and says, what do you want me to do for you? It's like, Jesus, it's obvious he's blind. But Jesus treats the man with such dignity and honor. What what do you want me to do for you? And the cry of the blind man's heart, Lord, I want to see. I just want to see. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. And tonight, I want to suggest that that could be our cry. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want to see. I want to see you. I want to understand. I want to know you better. I want to see more of your glory, more of your beautiful, beautiful mercy.
What is it you want Jesus to do for you this weekend? And try and be specific now. Where is it that you feel your need of Jesus' mercy tonight? Where do you know? Yes, we need his mercy to save us, but we need his mercy throughout our lives. Where do you need his mercy tonight, this weekend? Why not ask that he would do something this weekend in your life? Tonight, as, as we spend just some time singing in a minute, I want to I encourage you to be really specific. Say, God, please would you do this for me this weekend? Please would you, in your mercy, meet with me? Please would you help me? Because if we'll cry for mercy, he'll stop for us. It'd be really sad, wouldn't it, to come away, have a nice weekend together, have a laugh together, enjoy time together, enjoy good food, go away, and nothing's changed. You've got the opportunity to hear God's word, to spend time in worship, to spend time praying together, to spend time enjoying God, seeking God. Let's not waste that. I'm going to lead us in prayer. And then we're just going to spend the next... 15, 20 minutes just singing, praying, praising God. Um, and maybe you want to stand or sit. And maybe you want to write something down as we do that. And maybe you want to write a prayer. Or, um, and maybe you want to pray out loud in between one of the songs. A- anything like that. Let's use this space just to cry out to God together to be at work among us. Wouldn't it be awesome that we go home saying, God has done great things this weekend. <laughs> Why don't we stand? And I'm going to pray. And then we're going to sing. Great. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, eternal Son of God, Lion of Judah, Lamb who was slain, we cry to you for mercy tonight. Lord Jesus, please, this weekend, in your great mercy, would you meet with us? Lord, we are like Bartimaeus. We're not worthy. We're not awesome. We're not spectacular. We feel very ordinary, very weak. But Lord, we need you. So this weekend, would we come and seek you and seek your mercy, your transforming mercy? That perhaps you might help us to worship and to sing and to pray, perhaps even like we've never done before. As we have this time away from the normal chaos of London. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us, we pray. Amen.